0: i met your mother a podcast about friends and how i met your mother i'm david
1: i'm natalie
0: i didn't know if that was gonna make the jump from season one to season two yep this is essentially season two of the show now yeah it is because we're into season two of our shows yeah how are you I'm doing good. How was your summer? Oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I'm glad to be back after a few months. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um,
1: no, I'm I'm glad to get back to um, you know doing what we do.
0: Yeah, especially getting back to how I met your mother, which we haven't talked about for weeks. We
1: had a little adventure with Mystery Diners. And we'll
0: do it again at the end of this season. Yeah.
1: Um, We both donated to our um, prospective causes.
0: Yes, the 826 LA and My Friend's Place. Yeah,
1: so that was nice. Um, It's also, we're very much in uh, Thanksgiving mode. Uh, Yeah. It's Thanksgiving. It's right
0: right around the corner.
1: Um, So, you know, I would. Friends will have some pretty famous Thanksgiving episodes. Do you know that about Friends? Uh,
0: and, um, no, but I definitely know that about How I Met Your, Your Mother has oh. at least... Well, we already had a Thanksgiving episode in season one of How I Met Your Mother where where, no, where we Lily went to... Went to M- Marshall's family. Uh, yeah, in Minnesota. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, there's but there's going to be more thanksgiving shenanigans to come
1: i wish i kind of wish it like linked up with our
0: with our thanksgiving yeah
1: our thanksgiving do you like thanksgiving as a holiday
0: do i i've always i always have liked thanksgiving because um this is gonna make me sound like such a wet blanket but like i like that there's no gift giving aspect of no, Thanksgiving. No,
1: no. that's not a. That I think that's that's like one of my favorite parts. Okay, I,
0: I thought it was going to make me sound like an old fogey. Like no, people you could just appreciate each other. That's well, no, kind of how very, I feel. Like, like
1: anti-capitalist, which
0: I yeah, like. that, and that's the main reason. Although that, it's
1: still, I mean, people find a way
0: to. They find yeah, like, certainly we'll like grocery stores yeah. and and you know turkey farmers and stuff like that. Yeah. but it, there is a reason that like christmas decorations go up after halloween because there's not that much money to be made off of thanksgiving from for for most most people yeah um but uh yeah i've i've always considered thanksgiving one of the one of the top uh holidays um i mean increasingly for us it means travel
1: yeah we'll
0: be traveling by car this year we're not flying um
1: yeah, but. I, I like the family aspect and the eating aspect of it. And then we're not really going to talk about of it like it's historical brutality and slaughtering of the rightful owners of the land. So we we like detach from that completely. And it's just about getting together and eating. I think that's.
0: Yeah, we're not. Uh, <laughs> look, you and I might be supporters of critical race theory in our daily lives but we don't bring critical race theory to to, our Thanksgiving to the Thanksgiving table. table. Which... <laughs> doesn't maybe, pair well with the cranberry sauce.
1: Maybe we should. Maybe we should this year.
0: I don't think we should. I think... Um, thanks, if you get together with family for Thanksgiving you should probably focus more on what you like about First one another.
1: First order of business. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: I don't know but then also like I guess my hat's off to... To some extent, I have some respect for the people who do that, who are like, I'm going to go home for Thanksgiving, and I'm going to challenge every one of my aunts and my racist aunts and uncles or whatever. Like, yeah. uh, I have some respect uh, for that, but... Um, I do, too. Uh, I think commonalities, maybe you'd do more... Now, I sound like a wishy-washy, like, moderate or, or centrist yeah. Democrat, but, like, commonalities will maybe bring us closer more yeah. effectively.
1: I would say maybe we can really... Um, Stick it to the fam if we weren't like staying there overnight for two nights. <laughs> it would be a different story if we could just like drop the mic and leave.
0: I guess, yeah, but yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, it'll be fun.
0: Yeah, it'll, it'll be. What's your
1: favorite uh, Thanksgiving uh, food?
0: What is? Uh, I'm repeating the question to give myself some time. What is my favorite?
1: no you thanksgiving should say, dish you know that's a good question you
0: know that's an interesting question when you ask me what my favorite thanksgiving dish is cuz it makes me think that my favorite thanksgiving dish i have no idea i don't know i like cornbread
1: you like mashed potatoes
0: i thought i do like mashed potatoes yeah i'm going to go with mashed potatoes okay you, you know what you i mean, you know what i'm realizing hmm. i like gravy cuz the gravy Goes on the mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. You put some on the turkey. Mm-hmm. You put some on the stuffing. Like gravy is the thing that holds the whole. That thing That bring, together. yeah, because that's I mean the the like snobbish like diss on Thanksgiving is that it's like not good food. Turkey's like a, a bad protein and and like all this stuff. And I guess that's that's true. But you get a good gravy, good gravy, and uh, uh, it's the it's the gel. It's the glue. Hopefully yeah. your gravy doesn't taste like glue.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll be having different gravies, obviously, because um, you're a vegetarian. As a vegetarian.: And I'm
0: a monster.
1: And you're a monster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I will have mushroom gravy on my potatoes. Uh, sweet potatoes are my favorite holiday side dish.
0: Um, don't fill up on mushroom gravy, though, or else you won't have mushroom for anything else.
1: Good one.
0: Can you, can you, can you <laughs> with that, this? let's talk about yeah. the, the the shows we're going to talk about. We're going to start by talking about Friends, season two, episode one, the one with Ross's new girlfriend. And uh, we've got a, this is a, not to jump ahead, but this is a double whammy of a week because we've got a non-central perk opening. Yeah. And we'll get to the other show later. But uh, we knew where
1: it was going to open
0: because it was a this one. Yes, really we continued. knew it was like, uh, yeah, it was clearly a cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so Rachel's still standing there with the flowers, which I, I they're. I mean, obviously, they're different flowers. It's been months,
1: and she looks <laughs> significantly different. Does she? Yeah.
0: Well, she's wearing she's wearing the same outfit, she, right?
1: She's wearing the same outfit, yes, but her hair is different. Her makeup's different. Her face looks different
0: um but yeah that's the 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 first thing i noticed i think because i used on a a, a battleship com the um the header image i used for last episode the season one finale was rachel holding the flowers so i'd just been looking at that still so as soon as it starts with her holding the flowers i'm like those are different flowers
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean good catch on the flower i don't know how much time has elapsed between
0: on the show or i mean it's immediate, right?
1: No, no, I mean like in real life.
0: Oh well, um, it's does, four. It's four months.
1: She's noticeably. She looks noticeably different.
0: Yeah, it's been four months, um, but she's more famous now. Is the thing? Yes, season one has already aired, so she's more famous. Yeah, uh, we should talk about. Oh yeah, uh, well, too late. We should be like ta- making mention of when cast members appear in like movies and stuff yeah. during the off season. We'll try and remember to do that.
1: But yeah, her hairstyle is totally different. Um, she is still wearing the brooch. She's okay. still wearing the same outfit, but her hair is drastically different. Her face looks fuller now.
0: Yeah. Four months um, later. Yeah. So she's uh, she's waiting. She's she then she sees Ross come off the jetway with with uh Julie we learn is her name mm-hmm. uh, shortly and she tries to make a run for it and like there's too much of a crowd um and uh she tries to jump over to the chairs and yeah. she uh knocks her head and is yeah. bleeding from her head it was very uh funny but also i felt her frustration like i would have just pushed through yeah. people yeah. i think yeah Left. um is it is it um is it lame at this point to talk about, like, oh, remember when you could go meet someone at the gate?
1: It's been so long it, that...
0: Okay, but that's, like, a tired thing yeah, to yeah. talk about? Yeah, all right. Um, but then she meets Julie anyway and immediately is racist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she does the, like... Welcome, welcome to, our, to our country. Like, if, and Julie's if, if like, does am from New York. Yeah, but, yeah, don't, as, don't assume because a person is... Um, Asian that they don't speak English, and also if a person doesn't speak English, saying it louder isn't gonna help, yeah. Um,
1: and she also said something about like how was your trip to the orient? Like it was just very, like, yeah, you're back from the orient, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But I guess, yeah, but we still, I should, I I should ask because you still like the word. Oriental still applies to, like, goods. It
1: still applies to... Yes. Just you don't call people. Not
0: people. But would you still call Asia in general the Orient?
1: Some people do. I think most people don't. Most people don't? Yeah.
0: But... is it old-fashioned or racist? Like, I know calling a person think, Oriental is wrong because it's equating them with, like, a, uh, an exotic good or whatever. But is it racist to call Asia the Orient or just, like, think, out of date?
1: I think that the people who do are also racist. <laughs> okay. It's not uh, mutually exclusive.
0: Okay, so then... Uh, finally they so when we, uh, we cut to the apartment everyone's waiting like oh we're so excited rachel's gone and like said let's do it to ross and we're gonna welcome them back as a as a couple and then rachel comes barging in out of breath uh she's being very manic in what i felt was more an annoying way than a funny way in this scene yeah, you know like cutting off julie well. yeah not handling it well which i guess i had i had this note for later but David, you don't have to do everything according to your notes, David. Yeah, yeah. Have some flexibility, yeah. you know, leave some room for Go spontaneity work, in work your so schedule, David. This is me. I'm not, I'm not back in therapy right now, so I'm therap- therapizing myself. Because um, uh, that's what a therapy, therapist does, right? Berates <laughs> yeah. you. Yes. Like, yes. don't do that, David. Yeah. Uh, well, when I was in therapy, that's not what happened. Um. I don't know why I have something in my head like, what if my therapist, my ex-therapist from six years ago hears this? <laughs> <Shout> <laughs> She's going to think I thought you. Anyway. Um, yeah, shout out to Lori. Um, all right. What I was going to say was that I, that I... I had a hard time buying that Rachel would be this upset. But what I'm trying to remember... But, uh, this is like a big picture thing about... How TV is watched. Mm-hmm. That when you are writing, making a movie, you are making that to exist sort of, sort of out of time. Generally, you know, it's it's its own thing that people shut out the world and go and sit down and watch. Mm-hmm. But TV, at least in a classical sense, like pre everything streaming, everything's available all the time. TV was, I think. Produced with the intent of people will watch this when it airs. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think generally, now I think people who write and produce TV are thinking in terms of legacy or whatever. Sure. But I think pre early 2000s, yeah. it was really like, it was still like the old fashioned form of like, and it was. And yeah. yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is when I'm saying I don't buy that Rachel would have been this invested over such a short period of time and nothing happening. What I'm forgetting is that this was written with an audience in mind who had lived with this cliffhanger for four months. Yes. That, that this isn't like Ross has been gone for two weeks. This is, it's been four months of us waiting to see right. what happens when Ross comes right. back. So Rachel's reaction, while you and I watching it in this delay time delayed, like, um, and, and time contracted way Seems over the top. Rachel's reaction is not Rachel's, it's the audience's in a way. Uh,
1: yes, but also maybe you, maybe the last episode, the one where Rachel finds out, wasn't successful for you because I think there is supposed to be a lot more significance of her coming to the realization. So maybe they didn't do a good enough job okay. of like showing that.
0: And um, that's. Uh, if you remember from last week I did like the one where the one where Rachel finds out. I did like the yeah. episode not as much as the one um, the one what was it called the one with the birth.
1: Yeah. But I, like, I mean but,
0: oh, go well, no no go ahead.
1: So if we're to believe that you know that was such a revelation for her and she's having so many different feelings, so many different emotions she's anticipating this week that he's gone. She's losing sleep over it. She's making up her mind. You know when you like You dwell and you ruminate and your mind is made up. Like I I understand like how disheartened and like traumatic that can feel in the moment. I think she does behave poorly and she's actually behaving a lot like Ross. How Ross was behaving for That's true forever. He was literally like falling over himself, being outwardly rude. And also
0: trying to sabotage her relationships which when well, we're jumping way ahead to like yeah. the tag at the end but that's yeah. what she does
1: yeah and everyone is kind of like it's like rude and obnoxious and um, like aggressive you know so she's being Ross
0: that's fantastic yeah that, that's that's true I think um, what you were saying about the one where Rachel finds out not working for me I think there is something that I think on the, in the most immediate level it did work for me that episode i i I bought it um but it does have its roots in you and i doing a whole season of not liking ross yeah and so i think i'm maybe a little bit like hesitant to jump on board the ross and rachel like shipping ross and rachel uh train uh because i don't like ross right and i do i don't i don't love Rachel. i mean i think if i knew rachel in real life i would probably not have a lot of uh, patience for her yeah. um, uh, and you know the way that she, the, the sort of spoiled way she was raised um, but uh, anyway maybe I, I, that maybe that's it you're right uh, so let's move on we get um, next morning we we finally get to the perk thank god and waiting god. yeah you know we went in four months to see central perk again finally um, Rachel is uh, my first thought was like oh well that's weird she has the same band-aid on that she had the night before, but then I realized like she, well she probably bought a pack bought that a pack. have the same yeah. design. Yeah, um, she's weirdly wearing a shirt that says tease.
1: Yeah, we'll get to that when we get to
0: fashion. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, I don't even really remember what happens in this. This oh, this is like she's trying to find out from. Chandler like how into Julie Julie is Ross I didn't care about all this but Ross says like oh Chandler you're the one who talked me out of the mm-hmm. the Rachel thing and so Chandler's trying to cover his ass I didn't there's a lot of someone when, when when the Chandler character works for me he works but the, sometimes when he doesn't it's very grating and I found Chandler to be a lot of to be grating a lot and I thought that his new haircut sucked um, oh
1: yeah that's another thing Phoebe's giving haircuts
0: yeah and Phoebe, yeah, Phoebe gave uh, Joey and Chandler new haircuts. Joey's hair looks great. Yeah. Um, she even commented on later. Like yeah. you can't go in there. Your hair looks too good. It might upset her. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that uh, Chandler's haircut did not look good. Um, he had like that weird, like Calvin and Hobbes type of cowlick and stuff. It was I, kind
1: of like the wet look.
0: Like yeah. Like yeah. Greased up. Yeah. Um, and then we've got. Uh, it's so weird that there are other stories in this episode. It seems like so much of this episode is like about Rachel's heartbreak at the Ross thing not working out, and yeah. then we had to deal with like Joey's Taylor and Phoebe's haircuts. It's, yeah. It felt so weird, like a weird like mood shift every time it 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 went to one of the other stories. But here we got so uh, Joey recommends a Taylor to 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 Chandler is another thing I didn't like. Um, because I've, friends has gone to this well too many times, where Chandler says something like, "Do you know a good tailor?" and Joey says, "Um, you need some clothes altered." And I feel like that joke of of, no of like, um, yeah, no, exactly. Like, what was that l- l- last? It was last year, last season when there was the, uh, like I got her machine, her answering machine. No, actually her leaf blower, which that one you and I both put on our funniest moments, Yeah. but that was like three of these ago. Right.
1: Yes.
0: They're going to that well too often. Um, I don't even remember what Chandler says at this point when Joey says,
1: no, I uh, want someone to write on me with chalk or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're going, they're doing it too often. Um, yeah. And then speaking of jokes that are kind of obvious, Ross is doing the, like, he's on the phone with Julie, and he's doing the, like, no, no you, you hang, hang up, up, no, you yeah, hang yeah. up. And I wrote, I, there's no way to prove to you that I wrote, but I wrote down, Rachel's going to hang up. Yeah, Like, I saw that coming, like, a minute before it happened. Right. Um, because
1: he was, like, talking in her face. Like, it yes. was, like, over the top. He yes. was, like, right next to Rachel's face.
0: Yes. Uh, and then, so then uh, the next morning, the gang is really. the... All having breakfast at Monica's. It's just yeah. what they do. Everyone is over, including Phoebe. It like, did Phoebe sleep over? Did there she was, get up?
1: Well, no. I think they like. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have a. Um like a bagel spread come on over okay. in the morning on Sunday, Yeah, which okay. I liked. I like props to the props department. The, that bagel spread looked
0: impressive. Yeah. Okay. How far away do you think Phoebe lives?
1: Close by. I'd okay. say like within a few blocks.
0: Oh, okay. Um, all right. That makes sense. Uh, and then Rachel's like, everybody close your eyes. It turns out she slept with Paolo the night before. Yeah. Um, and like, this is the, I, I don't want us to be the show that like, Calls out things that are twenty five years old for not being woke or, or or whatever, you know. But I do. It is it is interesting to comment on at least that, like the I th- I thought last season that, that the, the the what Paolo did to Phoebe mm-hmm. was treated respectfully. Like mm-hmm. it, I thought that they really got you know that this was yeah. That that uh, his advances towards her were were um, harassing. They were mm-hmm. they were aggressive, yeah. um, and so it felt weird to, to that Rachel would be like, "Oh, I did it again." But like the show did,
1: they did comment on it. Like,
0: they did comment on it. it what, yeah. what, I, what I really liked is, and I don't know if this was in the screenplay. I don't know if this was Lisa, uh, sorry teleplay, whatever they call it. If this was Lisa Kudrow's uh, decision, if it was the director, but like. Phoebe runs into the kitchen when Paolo comes out, and everyone's like gasping, or whatever. Phoebe gets up and runs into the kitchen. Yeah, I, that that's I thought was the, that's a good the right move. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just felt weird that we're like, uh, like it seems like this is a bigger like sort of transgression on Rachel's ha- right. behalf because it isn't like, oh yeah, she's backsliding because she's depressed, but also like this is get someone this, who harassed.
1: Get this person Phoebe.
0: out of here. Yeah, like yeah. it
1: wouldn't be just like a funny joke. Like, ooh, I fucked up. You know, it's like this yeah. is wrong. Get him out. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: we'll get to another one of these things later. But, uh, here we've got n- next, we've got the Monica wants Phoebe to cut her hair. And, um, this also <laughs> didn't work for me because I don't buy that Monica would want this. I think like, I mean, it's funny when she, when, when Phoebe says, no, I can't do it because I'm incredibly anal and controlling. And she's like, no, you're not. And it's like, no, but no. you are. And I was yeah. trying to be nice. Yeah. I thought that was funny, but I also think, I feel like Monica is self-aware about that sort of thing.
1: She should be cuz clearly like she and all like she has the kind of haircut that was a choice. You know, it's not like, "Oh, I'll get my friend who cuts men's hair to do my <laughs> like fashion yeah.
0: cut, you know, with <laughs> yeah.
1: many layers and different, you know, like yeah. but I did look at um to me, more f- like haircut in ninety six. Oh yeah. Whatever. What does she look and like? And it's just like a bob. So it seems like simple enough. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there was a miscommunication or a misunderstanding, and Phoebe thought she was talking about Dudley Moore.
0: Yeah, she thought she wanted Dudley Moore's haircut. I
1: also looked at a picture of Dudley Moore in 95, and, like, it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, well, also, I don't think Monica's hair, she kind of looks like Chrissy Hind. like, she gets a haircut. It <laughs> like, doesn't look bad on her. I did. I, that's what I, was, I was like, this doesn't look bad.
1: I mean, it was clearly a wig, but right, I think yeah. Courtney Cox is, like, she has such a beautiful, angular face that no matter right, what right. you did to her hair, she's going to look gorgeous.
0: Um, But it's funny that when she's naming Demi Moore roles, she names Ghost, in which... Because she's like, oh, this hair is too short. But in Ghost, Demi Moore has, like... Very short. Very short hair. Yeah.
1: Like a pixie cut.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Uh, but I did I,
1: like... Um, when like after the haircut monica's like going in get. the bedroom like upset about it and when like phoebe comes out of the bedroom it's as if we're in a hospital and yeah. she's the, the doctor a giving, a giving the family like, it's like it, it doesn't look good um, <laughs>
0: but i liked the it doesn't look good like how's the hair i'm, I'm going to be honest it, it doesn't look good <laughs> yeah
1: and then she says something like well i put a clip on one side which seems to have stopped the curling <laughs> Which is really, really funny.
0: <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, I liked that stuff. Uh, but uh, also, I liked all the Dudley Moore jokes. Like, I like your hair. I think it's a 10. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. Something about being caught between the moon and New York City. Yeah. Um, but another thing that wasn't funny, uh, or not that I was like offended by it, but it was just another thing that I was noticing, like the idea that Joey's Taylor has been... Yeah like uh
1: molesting him
0: molesting him yeah. and other as a child yeah. uh, other boys and men for decades it seems like yeah um it's yeah that that probably wouldn't that would not play as a joke today like even like when you think about after it, like when when Chandler comes back and he's like clearly like kind of shaken up but yeah. what happens and then Ross just comes up and just like puts his hand on Chandler's shoulder and he like flinches yeah. and i was like wow, it's amazing how context over 25 years changes. Like, that's not funny. I feel terrible for Chandler He right had, now. like,
1: a startle response. He's hypervigilant because he experienced a trauma. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think... There's always been like you know gay panic in the show, and I don't think that's what that was.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah. And I want to I, I want to make it clear to listeners that we're not just being like, how could this show do this? Yeah, it's more just like commenting on the way that things yeah. we, we've learned more, we've come to understand more, things have things have changed.
1: But at the same time, and I don't, I don't go to a tailor. I don't have a penis. It would seem like there would be like not cupping necessarily, but wouldn't you account for that when you tailored pants?
0: Uh, I'm trying to think if I've ever had that part of the hem done. The I way mean, it's feel- described,
1: like when measuring the inseam, you go from the bottom and go all the way up and then adjust the genitalia to whatever side. <laughs> that's that's the way
0: that Joey is describing it. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think cause you could, you could measure the outside of the leg and then measure like the rise or whatever, and 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 just allow for subtract
1: um, okay for
0: the inseam. I don't know. I've I've only had I've had pants like shortened. I've never had a tailor do any like anything that extensive anything. with a pair of pants for okay. me. So I don't know. But also, like I, I guess I'm like I'm wondering like what would you need to if you're having your inseam measured? It's not like. Chandler isn't having something like bespoke made for him.
1: He's just having, why, he's having for,
0: something right? altered. So what would, Yeah. What why was, would he even need to be doing that? But this guy's a predator. This is a, a bad
1: tailor. Yeah. But it was kind of funny when like, when Joey realizes it, like it is yeah. kind of like, because he calls his dad.
0: Yeah. And then I like the thing about, like, when the doctor does the, like, hernia test, that's okay. Yeah, no, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so that's basically the episode, except we get the tag at the end where Rachel uh, intentionally tries to fuck up Julie's hair by telling... Uh, she said she wants to look like Andy McDowell. Yeah. <laughs> and Rachel tells... Or Phoebe says, is Andy McDowell... She's the one from Four Weddings and a Funeral. Yeah. right? Right? Um, which as a Four Weddings and a Funeral fan. Right. Like, it's literally... I'd, I would say, top five movies I've seen the most times in my life. Four Weddings and a Funeral is definitely on that list. Huh. Um So I love any reference to Four Weddings and a Funeral. Uh, but I like... She, she says, uh, no, that's Roddy McDowell. and McDowell was in Planet of the Apes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, but you'd think... Yeah. Like, knowing that Phoebe got it wrong one time, wouldn't she be more... Yeah. I don't know. I would...
0: But how? She, like, she could pull out her phone and, and, yeah, and know, Google it in, in, in 1995?
1: Um, I did want to mention also there was a scene between um, Joey and Rachel that was like pretty heartfelt. Uh,
0: uh, when Joe, yeah. I
1: thought it was heartfelt when he was, I mean, he was being like a bit of a creep when he was saying like, no, I've been with, you know, Rachel was really down on herself and upset and yeah. he was saying like, don't give up basically like i've been with a lot of women a lot of women and i've never felt about any of them the way ross feels about you um and i thought that that was sweet and it wasn't um he wasn't like being a creep he was basically saying like don't give up if you really feel this way i know that ross Loves
0: you. Yeah, the, I mean, I, I appreciate... The sentiment is sweet. I appreciate that they had Joey do that, but I guess the words themselves felt a little like, I don't know, greeting card, like superficial. How does he know how Ross feels? I don't know. I, I, I did, didn't... It affected me. And intellectually, I know that it's a sweet scene, but it didn't touch me. Hm. The way that the Taylor did <laughs> to Chandler. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> um... Do you have any more, uh... Anything else you wanted to call before we move on to funniest moments? Uh,
1: nope.
0: Well, I think you know, because I could not hide it, what the funniest moment of the episode was for me, which is, uh... The tailor asked Chandler, how long do you want the cuffs? And and Chandler says, at least as long as I have the pants. (laughs) Good one. (laughs) Yeah, what do you have?
1: Um, I mean, this was a bad... a bad line, but it made me laugh, is when, um paolo comes out and ross sees him in the apartment and ross is like upset that paolo's there clearly and but he's trying to be you know he's trying to be i don't know polite or whatever and he's like oh paolo what are you doing here and paolo says i do raquel
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) his thick accent yeah
1: just exactly what he was doing there
0: yeah yeah he was there to do raquel um uh Now, I, uh, though I didn't like the, no, you hang up, no, you hang up. Yeah. (laughs) Right after that, Rachel, like, sits down at the, the little, like, dining room table or whatever, kitchen table, whatever you call it, uh, and, and, and she's like, I can do this, I just have to, like, be strong, (laughs) and then Ross leans in, still on the phone with Julie, to grab an orange out of the bowl and Mm -hmm. is just making kissy sounds the entire time. (laughs) That was funny.
1: That was funny. Um, yeah, we talked about it before, but, um... Uh, when Phoebe is doing the like hospital yeah. type scene yeah. <laughs> um, about putting the clip on one side, yeah.
0: seems to have stopped the curling. Yeah. Um, okay. Did you? There was a weird bit of awkward physical comedy that I liked. Um, when Julie calls and Joey, Joey answers and is like, "Oh, it's for you." And like Joey goes to toss Ross the phone at the same time that Ross like gets up to like. Lean over and get it for him. So it's like a weird thing where he like throws the phone into into Ross's stomach. Yeah, and Ross like bangs his leg on the table. It's like a very awkward moment. Yeah. that I liked. It yeah. felt natural.
1: It, f- but it also feels like everyone is kind of not into this Julie situation. It's it's unfair.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: um, they have no reason to be rude to Julie.
0: Yeah, you You're know. Right.
1: And if I were Julie walking into this, I'd be like what the fuck's up with your friends? Like, why are they so cold? You know? And
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wonder how Julie feels. Uh, I, I wouldn't know how, uh, I, like start dating someone new and their friends or give you the cold shoulder for like a year.
1: Yeah. I never would have a friend like that.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't, I would I wouldn't know uh, what to do if that happened to me. <laughs> Should we move on to friends, but make it fashion? Yeah. Uh, 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 look, we all hate Paolo, but I loved his look. Oh, I loved, that vest, that was kind of like it looked very floral? like. It wasn't floral. It was like like a. Uh, I, I don't know. It looked like a nice like a, uh Like a nice place setting, a <laughs> restaurant. You know what I'm talking about when they're like kind of like stiff. Yeah. So it looked like he had like like weird stiff vest, but that looked like expensive. Crisp. Okay. And then he had like a. Long again, expensive looking flowy, like white shirt under it. And then he had that thing of like pants that are like loose fit, but still like in a classical way. He looked very much like, I mean, a rich Italian or like a rich mm-hmm. Spaniard at his like Villa. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a very like cl- classy, casual, rich guy look mm-hmm. that I was like, I, I want I want to wear that outfit. It looks very comfortable and yet impressive at the same mm. time.
1: Yeah. I didn't notice this outfit. Um, I did notice that this was an episode of weird name tag fashions. Like you mentioned before the, the tees. Yeah, but then also in this episode, Chandler had a shirt that had a name tag that said spike. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're right.
1: And I thought that that was strange. Um, that, was that
0: maybe that was a trend that you and I have just forgotten? Maybe there was like ironic.
1: I think there there were
0: tag, there were like, a lot of like name. hello,
1: my name is right, um, but none like teas. That's that was strange. It was a strange choice. Um, I did dig Monica's burgundy dress when she got her um, Dudley Moore haircut. Uh-huh.
0: That was cute. <laughs> um, when Monica, when when Phoebe was cutting Monica's hair and she was like flinching Is that what I do when you cut my hair?
1: Yes. (laughs) No, I don't. And you sweat a lot.
0: (laughs) Well, I guess we tend to do it like in the morning right after we both come back from like a walk. Yeah. So maybe.
1: No, I uh, think you're like sweating from nerves. Like you're nervous sweating.
0: Huh. I think I'm just, I just sweat. Unfortunately. Um, But yeah, uh, listeners, Natalie started cutting my hair at the beginning of the pandemic and now she has to do it every two weeks. Every two weeks.
1: And I've gotten yeah. pretty good at it. I You've think. gotten
0: really good at it. That's why you yeah, you, um, you made your own bed there.
1: I like the consistency of her wearing the weird tiered skirt. Uh, Rachel, when she goes to the airport. Oh, yeah, she's, still wearing, that. she's still wearing right. that. That's
0: right. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you notice any uh, running jokes, motifs, any kind of foreshadowing?
1: Um, uh, they're commenting on sumo wrestling on TV.
0: You're right. They sure were. And Ross had a a dumb joke.
1: Yeah. Um, Also, Joey, like, comments that, um, look, I can tell when women are depressed. It's one of my gifts, which was gross. And we've talked about this before, that he's, like, predatory when it comes to, like, vulnerable women. And that's, like, used as a joke. In both shows, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That could be
0: a similarities and differences type Um, of thing.
1: Uh, Yeah, Uh, I loved the breakfast bagel setup, but we already did my props to the props department. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's that's really all I had.
0: What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? (laughs) Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to
1: protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day.
0: So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself.
1: Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
0: So should we move on to How I Met Your Mother Season 1, Season 2. Sorry, I'm so used to saying Season 1. How I Met Your Mother Season 2, Episode 1. Where were we? Yeah. Take it away
1: yeah so we don't start at McLaren's. I think we start up at, at the apartment right, yeah. so um, Ted is basically saying that like the summer started out great because he and Robin started getting together, and it was going so great for him and he was happy, but Marshall was so sad because he and Lily broke up. Um, she basically said to him, you know we get a flashback of the breakup and He's devastated that she wants to go to the Bay Area, right? San Francisco? Yeah. 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 And she's saying, you know, maybe it'll be good to not talk for a while just to, like, get some perspective. And he said, no, if we don't... If you leave, we're never going to talk again. Um, So he's having a really, really hard time with this breakup. And it's up to Ted to kind of keep him away from the phone because he... Like he's trying to call her every chance he gets.
0: Yeah. Ted's being a good friend here.
1: So Ted's being a good friend and saying like, give her time. Like you'll regret it if you call, you know, like she doesn't Mm -hmm. want to talk to you right now and you'll regret it. If you talk to her right now. Um, So yeah, Marshall's just miserable. Um, And they kind of go through like the days of the month all the way up to day 56 so we see the progression of time um, Ted and Robin are just like can't keep their hands off each other they're just like having sex constantly everywhere mm-hmm. Sh- like in the shower and the bed like everywhere yeah. um, and so they kind of like he kind of does a parallel like the um, like the first month of a relationship and the first month of a breakup are the same in that you are always in bed your friends hate you yeah. and you're not wearing pants.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, like,
1: the juxtaposition of that was funny but also sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Marshall's not really eating, he's just like drinking. Um, there was that whole like joke about pancakes how, you know, Lily always did Sunday pancakes. Yeah. And then he was kind of using pancakes as like a euphemism for her. Press, I
0: guess maybe? it wasn't a, it, was, I, it wasn't my favorite joke it was
1: a bad joke and yeah. there was like a sad laugh track it was like a pathetic like yeah. the laugh track knew well, that it was a bad joke
0: um I'm about to say something that I haven't looked up and I think is true Friends was filmed before a live studio audience even though it doesn't have that yeah How I Met Your Mother is I think completely canned laughter I don't yeah there is no but studio it audience so
1: yes no yeah because all the different yeah 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 um, but yeah it sounded very canned and just sad because you know he was saying like oh they're perfectly shaped and perfectly fluffy yeah. and then Ted makes the obvious joke are yeah. we still talking about pancakes
0: yeah it was, it was dumb yeah. It, <laughs> it felt like, as the, I mean, I'm the guy who just loved the old man joke about the tailor and the cuffs. Right. But that feels like a very old man joke. Yes. We're still talking about pancakes? Yeah. And I didn't like it.
1: Yeah. Um, so, meanwhile, no one really knows about um, Ted and Robin. Well. Until.
0: Not, I mean, until the end of the cold open when, and I thought it was right. funny that Barney has this big speech about like, we're all single we're all now, single. we're going to go out. Yeah. And like, yeah. when, when, Watch when. Out. Yeah, New York. When someone says "What's up, New York?" we're gonna be "What's up, New York?" Yeah. and then he's like looks at Ted and Robin and is like, well, oh, he you.
1: puts his hand. It, it was almost as if like he can sense. He's such a horn ball that <laughs> yeah. he can like sense it just by like putting his hands on their on their shoulders, and he's like, wait.
0: Oh, like something's coursing you guys through did him. It. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, like he could tell.
0: Yeah, um, I liked that. This is a good Barney episode. So I,
1: then, yeah, they all knew that Robin and Ted have been sleeping together. Um, so then the the episode becomes like trying to get Marshall out of this funk, you know. So um, Barney tries to take him to a strip club. Yeah, that really didn't pan out for him. No, he's
0: yeah. A couple times he tries to take him to the strip club. Yeah. He also says, I feel like I wrote down this line as as spoken because it's such like it's like okay we talked about in season one i talked about like the writers in the the show figuring out who barney was kind of like took a while yeah but when he says when i get sad i stop being sad and be awesome instead true story that's like okay they've got barney figured out at this point that is a very barney thing
1: well they intro the the um the strip club by saying like yeah um, he just needs sunshine and Barney goes oh yeah sunshine come onto the stage sunshine and yeah. she's like a stripper
0: yeah that's her, that's her stripper name
1: um, so yeah that doesn't really work out for him and then Ted takes Marshall to a baseball game where Marshall gets 86 for like throwing a hot dog at like a proposal and like the kiss cam.
0: Yeah. yeah, They're in the same section. Um, Also in that section, a guy in a glass jaw t-shirt.
1: Oh, I didn't clock that.
0: And uh, also I mean, this makes sense, but Ted is a Cleveland Indians fan. They're at an Indians Mets game and Ted's like the Indians are winning, which is now, very dated because the Indians aren't called the Indians right. anymore. Right. Um, they're yeah. called the Guardians now. Yeah.
1: Um, and then finally, Robin takes him to the shooting range. So she's a big uh, gun.
0: And I, I, I'm, 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 yeah, she's like, guns are fun. Like, I marked this down as the show has figured out Barney and is figuring out Robin. This is like getting closer but to she's who Robin like is. Defending
1: the Second Amendment. Yeah. And, yeah. Um,
0: Yeah, I think, like, Robin's, like, a, um, she's a sporto, to use your term, she's uh, outdoorsy, she's, like, this is, this is who Robin is. And
1: very much not who Ted is. Right, yeah. Um, but that actually works for Marshall, he enjoys shooting the gun. Yeah. At the target. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, Marshall then finds out, M- Marshall gets in the mail a credit card statement, and he sees all of these credit card charges, and um, one of them was to a George Clinton concert. <laughs> another was to a restaurant, and then one to a pet store. So in this fantasy, Lily is sitting with funk legend George Clinton, <laughs> yeah. who she's in love with. Yeah. Um, and did you catch that, like... I guess George Clinton brought her on stage, um, Courtney Cox style.
0: No do you remember
1: Courtney Cox yeah, was at the Bruce Springsteen? Yeah.
0: But wait, do they after actually reference him bringing her on stage?
1: Yeah, that's what they say.
0: Oh, I, I, must, I was probably like making notes about...
1: During George Clinton and Lily's scene, they're like, yeah, when you brought me up oh. to the stage, Courtney Cox style. Can
0: I tell you, because I'm looking at my notes, can I tell you what I was noting? Yeah. Um, that I love California Lily. And mm-hmm. in all of the years of me watching Allison Hannigan content, I rarely see her upper arms and shoulders because they're very freckly, which I wonder if maybe like that's something she doesn't want to show off. But it looks amazing. I thought she was very cute. She was like, looked like she was like dressed for tennis.
1: Well, she was like fake tanned, like orange fake tan. But, because in, Mar- in Marshall's mind, she's like California yes. girl.
0: But do you th- and I like that? But I'm saying, she was very freckly. Do you think that was makeup? The freckles?
1: No, just the tan. Yeah.
0: But well, I was talking about how freckly her upper arms are, and that's the way that that Lily is dressed. The way that Willow is dressed on Buffy, you rarely see like fully bare arms on Allison Handigan. Hmm. I had never noticed how freckly her arms and shoulders are. I thought it was cute. Uh,
1: I don't. I feel like she's always wearing camisoles. I feel like we've seen, I think it was, but she's
0: just, always got like a jacket over it or something not always, or a sweater.
1: Not always.
0: All right, well, now we have to start paying attention to Alison Hannigan's shoulders. Okay. This is now a new segment on the show.
1: Okay. We're <laughs> not going to make this a segment. <laughs> no, we're <I'm>
0: not. <laughs> um, but I think this should be a, I said, this should be a running joke proposing new segments.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, I did successfully add props to the props department.
0: Yeah, you added props to the props department. <laughs> Seamlessly, yeah. I'd
1: like to add. Um, speaking of George Clinton, I saw him at the Burbank Airport once. Yeah. And it was really fun yeah. to see him. Um, you could see him like a mile away. He did I'm have sure. an entourage. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's like no mistaking it from a mile away.
0: Yeah, the Burbank Airport, airport is a, a good place for celebrity sighting. I, was, I saw Haley Joel Osment.
1: I was on a flight with PJ Harvey.
0: Um, that's awesome. And we
1: were reading the same magazine.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You and I were on a flight with Robert Zemeckis once. Right. And then in my head, same trip, when we got to the airport, we saw Tommy Davidson.
1: Yeah. I wonder if I'm sure like paparazzi just like hangs out at the airport.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because that would be a good place to just like set up shop and hang out.
0: Yeah. Maybe you'll catch Haley Joel Osment, yeah. you know, picking his skis up off the baggage claim. That's what he was doing. that song. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, well, what, what were you saying? Oh yeah. So you saw George Clinton. What else were you talking about?
1: Okay. I was just, I guess talking about the show. <laughs> so 56 days into this, um, you know, quest to kind of help Marshall. Oh no. He sees a credit card charges. That's where I was. And then he sees on the credit card charge that there's a um, hotel in New York. Yeah. And he's just devastated because he's, I assumed if she was coming back, she would call me. Why is she here without letting me know? Um, So he makes the decision to go to the hotel. He, like, asks what room she is and goes to the hotel. And he punches out the guy that she thinks, he thinks is, like... I guess her new her new boyfriend yeah. or paramour.
0: <laughs> yeah. Her new beau.
1: Um he turns out to be like a like a identity theft. We've talked about identity theft before and I yeah. don't like the term. But I yeah. guess he's an identity theft. Thief. Thief. Yeah.
0: He's an identity theft doer.
1: He's an identity thefter. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um punches a guy out. Obviously she's still in San Francisco. But uh, he does uh, she actually like does come back and like sees them at McLaren. that's the like the final cliffhanger scene. at the end yeah. yeah
0: she's outside the window at McLaren's yeah, yeah.
1: Um, also in that George Clinton scene I forgot uh, she also has a ferret like he,
0: oh yeah he gifts he gives her, her, her a, a ferret. ferret yeah but you and I were just talking about ferrets
1: yeah because I had a friend who had like five ferrets who had like he had like a ferret room yeah it's it smelled very, very
0: bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I never wanted ferrets. I think they're cute, but...
1: They are cute, but there was always, like, the fear that they might bite you.
0: See, that's kind of cute.
1: But it's scary, because, like, they have very sharp, scary right. teeth. Yeah. it yeah. They can hurt you. Yeah. So I never knew... And you don't know ferrets well enough to know, like, if you piss one off. Yeah. You know, whereas, like, a cat will give you, like, a signal, like, yeah. watch out. But I don't know if I'm going to piss off a ferret yeah unknowingly
0: well I'm sure the ferret that was in the episode is uh, very well taken care of and oh, cared for yes. not at this all this is another abused, or...
1: similarity or theme but I hate animal actors on any of these shows
0: yeah because you just know they're they live awful lives
1: and even if they don't it's non-consensual <laughs> <laughs> yeah um okay so the fifty.
0: our dog signs off on everything we <laughs> Yeah he loves we do his
1: sweaters she loves her sweaters she loves yeah. um being franced around town um so on the 56th day Ted just like gets so fed up with Marshall and like he yells at him it's way harsh but he calls him pathetic
0: but also i think cuz i marked it down like i think still being a good friend yeah he Marshall makes a, needed to hear this
1: he makes a really good point saying like be the marshal that she fell in love with. Not this, this type of marshal. This is sad, but like, there's still a chance for the real Marshall. You know, there's still a chance that you'll get back together.
0: But if you go over there all pathetic and blubbering, you might ruin it. Yes. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Do you think, because then he and and Robin, uh, not sorry, I'm not taking over your job. He and Robin are heading to their like weekend getaway or whatever, and then he finds out that Marshall went to the hotel and turns around. Turns around, yeah. You think that was the right thing to do?
1: I think so, and I think
0: if you he, were Robin, would you think so?
1: I mean, I don't think either of them would be able to have any fun knowing what's going on. Yeah, because they're they true. are good friends. That's true. Um, so yeah, I think that Marshall really did hear Ted. And, like, so much so that he makes a pancake breakfast. Yeah. Um, he does a bad job.
0: Uh, yeah, apparently they're the very bad pancakes. They but, look good.
1: Um, but, yeah, that breakfast spread looked great. He made, like, a Be- fruit plate. Yeah, a fruit plate of bacon. bacon and yeah. juice. So both of the show similarities have, yes. like, breakfast
0: Ah, oh, you're so much better at the similarities than I am. Um anything else you wanted to to, to call it I, I had just a couple of things i wanted to um, note no go ahead uh there's a part where um ted and robin are about to get it on and they're like because they have a joke about like it's too early in our relationship for us to have a baby like because they're right. taking care of marshall right. and like they're about to get it on and they're like oh, i'm so glad he finally went to to bed or whatever like yeah. talking about a kid but then ted's like wait a second that means he's calling her and it cuts to him like running across the apartment and tackling Marshall, which I liked, but I also, I noted friends would have done that better. Friends is so good at physical comedy. Yes. I think friends would have executed the, the tackling better, but I liked the tackling. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is just, uh, it ended with a cover of Boys Don't Cry, the mm-hmm. Cure song. I who the cover I, was. I had to look it up. It's Grantly Phillips from Grant oh. Lee Buffalo and also from Gilmore Girls. He's the, the town troubadour oh, yes, on, yes, on, of course. on Gilmore Girls. Um, uh, I didn't care for that cover. I love that song. I love that song, too. Uh, I thought that cover was a little bit like... Sometimes when someone does, like... It's like, well, do you actually think it's a good song? If you have to, like serious it up like that you know what I mean like it feels almost like an insult to the song to be like no I'm going to do my serious version of boys don't cry and it's like no pop like new wave pop or whatever is already serious enough it doesn't have to
1: well it could have the cure might have said no you can't use this
0: no, but I, yeah, I'm not talking about, I'm not criticizing the show here. I'm criticizing Grant Lee Phillips for his, oh, for his cover is, version being like, okay. it's sort of how, I, feel, yeah. I know, you, I think you and I disagree about the, what's his name, the cover version of the, um, the Tears for Fears song. that's in Donnie Darko or whatever.
1: Yeah. That, which I love. It, uh, Gary, Gary Jules.
0: Gary Jules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's his name. And I, I, I I get it, but I way prefer the Tears for Fears version because I, I don't I don't think you need to be maudlin yeah. to get across emotion. Yes, you don't, and that's why I I like that Boys Don't Cry is like an upbeat do 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 song that's very sad, yeah. and so Grant Lee Phillips making a sad version, it almost feels like a disrespect. For, like, do you not trust the song? Sure. You, like we're going (laughs) this is not what this podcast is about No, I agree. but uh i I, I didn't care did you
1: also notice when uh ted and robin are going to the um uncle's house or whatever i think they're listening to bell and sebastian
0: oh i should have noticed that that definitely
1: there was no vocals but i okay sounded like a bell and sebastian song
0: that would not surprise me at all bell and sebastian has been referenced on was referenced the ones on season one. And it one. would
1: seem like something that they would both want to listen to. Yeah. On a sex... I don't
0: know, I don't know sex- like...
1: Sexcapade.
0: Robin's probably like a big Ted Nugent fan or yeah. something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> She's really, yeah, showing her true colors.
0: Yeah, which are red. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, is that it?
1: Yeah, so what's your
0: Well, you start you do you start with funniest moments on this show.
1: Oh, okay. Like during one of the like sweet scenes between Ted and Marshall, Ted is t- like telling Marshall like I knew you before Lily. Like you were an awesome guy. When I first like went into our dorm, I saw you hanging out. Your legs were up on the wall. You yeah. were listening to music, and then Marshall said I was so high. I thought you were the dean. <laughs>
0: That is funny, because I can also picture Ted, like, wearing, like, Being, like his corduroy door, jacket yeah. or whatever with the patch, the elbow patches or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, I have uh, a few. I'm going to start with uh, um, the—it's a very silly one, but um, when Robin takes Marshall to the gun range— and, like, he holds the gun in his hand. It's, like, mm-hmm. the first time you've seen him a smile in episode. And he's, like, I felt so powerless, but this is power. And then he fires the gun and the recoil hits him yeah. right in the forehead and knocks him out. That
1: I <laughs> scene, I'll be honest with you, it just made me feel very uncomfortable.
0: Because you're Ted in that scene. Like, you're...
1: No. Not just, that I'm,
0: I'm not Rob, I'm not pro-gun, but I think it's because you have the...
1: No, just the idea of, like, a distraught white man, like feeling empowered <laughs> oh, I see what it's just yeah. like it happens too often and it's gross and it yeah. makes me nervous
0: but it's your it's your marshmallow yeah he's not gonna hurt anybody
1: I didn't I didn't like him in this episode oh.
0: well, I guess yeah I, guess I didn't like him um, do you have another one nope oh I, I have a couple more both Barney um, I liked the running joke of Barney miming different forms of suicide while people are talking because yeah. <laughs> he's so is sick of listening to either Marshall whining or um, Ted and Robin's sort of like, you know, uh, no, you're uh, what is it from Seinfeld?
1: You're my shmoopy. Shmoopy. You're Yeah, <laughs>
0: They're essentially smooping each yeah. other. So he like, first he mimes putting a gun in his mouth and then hanging himself and then like Harakiri or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I like that. And then this is so dumb and so, I wouldn't think this is my kind of humor, but Barney has this whole very Barney like made up thing about how... Men can only hold so many images of naked breasts in their mind. and At any given time. And he says, we can only hold so many boob images or B pegs. Um, I thought B peg was funny. I didn't. <laughs> I'm sorry you didn't like the B peg joke. It's okay. Well, let's move on to how I meant I mean your mother would make it fashion. What do you I got? I have a
1: question. Do you think that if this episode were to air now, do you think that there would be like a trigger warning at the beginning of the episode about like suicide and gun violence?
0: Uh, I mean, I don't think they would do this now. Yeah. On a show like this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you'd have, (laughs) yeah. Barney miming, blowing his, his brains out. Yeah, Yeah. No. Yeah. I think you're right.
1: Um, anyway, uh,
0: make it fashion.
1: Okay. Um, I don't have anything. Robin's shirts are bad.
0: But I, Robin's shirts are bad, <laughs> but. Robin's shirts are bad. <laughs> but didn't in the, the, the scene, the day 56, like the big breakdown, you know, or, or the like blow up on Ted's part when they're getting ready to go to the cabin or whatever. It felt like Robin was wearing like a Lily shirt. It was like.
1: Like a lacy.
0: Yeah. Kind of like peasanty, I
1: guess. Oh, the peasant. Okay. I was thinking of the breakfast shirt, which was, like, a very lacy oh, okay. camisole.
0: Um, but, no, yeah, but, I mean, even then, yeah. if have got Robin in a camisole, that's...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I thought camisole was Lily's ter- territory. Do you think...
1: No, she's always worn camisoles. Robin has? Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. I'm just wondering if Robin, like, went and saw what clothes Lily might have left behind and, <laughs> and started wearing... Going in a closet? <laughs> wearing them, yeah.
1: Snatching the clothes from the closet?
0: <laughs> I mean, she's moved her, like, shampoo into the bathroom. Right, yeah. Um well as far as um running jokes motifs and foreshadowing i didn't have uh that much i'm sure there were some stuff i missed the one thing i really wanted to point out is um uh Lindsay Fonseca and, and, and david henry reappear as ted's future children yes uh and so i don't know if you know uh about this but you know they're supposed to be the same age <laughs> The show takes place over nine years, but they're supposed to be the same age. At a certain point, they start using them less. And then there's also, very famously, they shot something for the final season during the first season. Made, like, these two actors sign oh. another NDA on top of it and shot something with the kids reacting to something that Bob Saget says in the first season because they were like we don't know how long this is going to go on they could look they could be old right. old people themselves right. we need this shot of these kids saying this for what we have planned for the end of the show to work and they shot right. it uh, in, in in season one is that interesting
1: That is interesting
0: yeah Lindsay Fonseca it was weird, like because they like had shot her out on this show but she was on uh, not at this point but eventually she'll be on um, the CW show Nikita oh, okay uh, with Maggie Q um while How I Met Your Mother is still airing, and there's, like, a younger version of herself on there. Uh, it's weird.
1: I think it's good casting, because the they look like siblings. Yeah. Like, I buy that they're siblings, and so often... I'm always like, why would they, like, they look nothing alike. You know, so often I'm I'm kind of like, upset by that.
0: Yeah. Well, remember we were watching, though, a supermarket sweep <laughs> the other day yeah. and there were two brothers who yes. looked nothing alike. Yeah,
1: so they were both Dennis. One was like, super hunky and one was like, kind of dorky looking. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, you um, you knocked it out of the park with the similarities and differences. Do you have any anything else that we didn't uh, get to? You mentioned the breakfast, um,
1: Courtney Cox style, referencing one of the shows. It's yeah, very funny. Yeah. Um yeah, the breakfast spreads, um, just the uh, I guess guest stars. You know, George Clinton. That's a big one.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Um, also, like. In both of these episodes, someone is acting, uh, pathetically. Yeah. <laughs> and their friends call them out on it.
0: Yeah, that's kind true. kind like, wise them up. That's true. Uh, that's it. Well, let's move on to, well, first, before we move on to our segments, we have to do playing favorites. Okay. You count us down. Uh,
1: three, two, one. How, How I met your, your mother.
0: mother. All right. Yeah, this uh, this Friends episode was, um, because I'm not as invested in the Rachel and Ross thing, I thought that Rachel was more just hectic than funny. Yeah. And then it felt weird whenever it went to the other storylines. Yes. Yeah. Uh, whereas the How I Met Your Mother thing, like I mentioned, the show even more understanding what it is. Even think, I didn't even call, I mean, you mentioned it, but I didn't even call this out. Like the idea of the episode taking place over a certain number of days and having that, that counter, like, you know, mm-hmm. the day you show up and, and, and yeah. comparing what's happening on day 31 here and what's happening. That sort of like time, like cleverness and obsession mm-hmm. is so high. I met your mother. So yeah. I, th- this just felt like I like that. Th- this, this felt like a, um, a very on brand How I Met Your Mother episode and uh, kind of an off but necessary friends episode. Yes. Okay. Well, let's move on to my favorite segment to introduce, which is called How Were We Doing? And this is where we look at what was going on in the world on the days that these episodes aired initially. So, Friends Season 2, Episode 1, the one with Ross's new girlfriend, aired on Thursday, September 21st, 1995. So, two days after my 13th birthday. Um, And uh, as far as what happened in the world, um, let's see, it was... uh, International Day of Peace of the United Nations as propagated by peace one day. I don't know what that means, but Mm. that's something that happened. Um, A YouTube star I've never heard of who goes by the name Hey, I'm B was born on this day. Okay. Um, Let's see. And then let's go on. This is fun that we've jumped four months because we get to go to the top five and it's like new stuff. Okay, So... Coming in at number one, speaking of Natalie's celebrity sightings, Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: You, you saw just around the corner. Just around the corner. We live just a few, couple blocks from a place where there's a couple of recording studios. Yeah. Um, amp. Uh, amp is what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah this is the big one. Uh, I think someone told me there was, like, Metallica recorded an album there at some point. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, you saw Coolio. Yeah. And, yeah, Gangsta's Paradise is an embarrassing song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, coming in number two, Michael Jackson's You Are Not Alone. Yeah. How's it go?
1: You are not alone. Oh, yeah. Yes, I know this song. I am here with you. Though, okay.
0: Yeah, I remember when we went to that... Um, Michael Jackson Cirque du Soleil yeah. uh, at Stable Center. Sorry, Crypto.com Arena. Um, it was so, uh, that was, you and I have seen three Cirque du Soleil shows together. That was the worst yeah. one, right?
1: Ovo, that Ovo one. Ovo,
0: and Kino, the movie and one, Kino. which we saw at the Dolby Theater. Okay. Ovo was the most fun because it was- Bugs. But also because it was in a circus tent. It yes. wasn't like yeah. at the Stable Center at the Dolby Theater like they- right. Built a tent in like a parking lot, literally off right off the beach in Santa Monica, yeah. and you're like, you like he walked to the Santa Monica pier and then walked down the side of the pier onto the yeah. beach and went into this tent. Yeah, that was the best circus that we've been to. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, number three. Oh, I love because I feel like I spend so much time talking about songs that I don't like. I love, as does everyone, "Kiss from a Rose" by Seal. It's a great song. It's a good song. It's a great song. It's a good song. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Kiss from a Rose it comes in at number three. Number four, a song I know you love. Uh, it's Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls by oh, TLC.
1: great song.
0: Yeah. Um, also, like, uh, obviously, Gangsta's Paradise has the famous Weird Al Amish Paradise. Yes. Uh, do you know the waterfalls weird because like, you're not a weird owl fan at all I'm not do you know the weird all oh no. it's about prank calls mm. don't go making phony calls okay
1: i think we have that. Please stick to
0: the numbers in the digits you're used to or something like that i can't remember
1: i do love the his music videos like yeah. the amish paradise music video yeah was so good
0: um yeah i like the 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 fat one too do you know that it's like yeah yeah. I don't like that one. Um, oh, that's good. Uh, and then coming in number five, Runaway by Janet Jackson. Okay. Yeah, how's that one go? I, <laughs> I don't know. Remember. I like Janet Jackson, though.
1: But I like that the Jacksons are both on this. Yeah, top. yeah.
0: And then season two, episode one of How I Met Your Mother, Where Were We?, aired on Monday, September 18th, 2006. Sometimes, Allie... When I look at what happened on the day, I'm like, I don't want to talk about this. Okay. Uh, it was a... We don't have to. Yeah, it was a bad day in the, Ara- in the Afghanistan Yeah,
1: war. let's not talk yeah. about yeah.
0: it. Yeah, not, not, not fun. Um, but as far as um, holidays, it's Independence Day in Chile. That's nice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in ancient Greece, I guess it would have been the fifth day of the Eleusinian Mysteries didn't think to look that up okay. but as far as top five songs we've also got some new ones including one great song um but at number one justin timberlake's sexy back oh um like we're getting into their era of songs that i remember auto playing on people's myspace pages <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> do you remember you could do that you could like make yeah. a song autoplay yeah um I would always just do some sort of extreme metal just to, like, oh God. <laughs> be annoying. I think mine was uh,
1: always, like, Morrissey.
0: Yeah. Sure. Uh, it w- you're sure it wasn't coming in at number two, London Bridge by Fergie? Oh, God. Terrible song. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Uh, number three, probably a terrible song, but I don't remember it. Buttons by the Pussycat Dolls. Nope yeah all right number four a legitimately great song sometimes so well loved that sometimes I forget how great it is because it feels like basic Mm -hmm. but it's a great song Crazy by Gnarls Barkley
1: yeah it's a good song
0: Uh, again like Kiss One of Rose. it's a great song
1: yeah okay great song
0: and then at number five uh, Sean Paul When You Gonna Give It Up To Me Hmm. I don't remember this song nope all right so that's how we were doing our final segment is called Challenge Accepted And this is where we make predictions about what's going to happen on the next episode based only on the only clue we're given is the title. But first, we have to look at how we did on our previous predictions. So I predicted that in Friends Season 2, Episode 1, the one with Ross's new girlfriend, the gang would do their best to gum up the works in Ross's new relationship deal. I think... Uh, I don't know. Rachel does.
1: Rachel does. But everyone else is kind of on board.
0: You think I get a point for that?
1: Yeah. More than I do, because, yeah. Uh,
0: no, you absolutely get a point.
1: But my you, prediction was so, like, uh, just, like, vague. And- but
0: you said, we're going to go back to see Marshall and Lily go splitsville. That we're going to actually see the breakup. Yeah, and we, we did. We saw the breakup. We saw yeah. Marshall say, you will never talk to me again.
1: Okay, so are we tied?
0: We're tied. Okay. I hope we tie every season. It was fun tying was, last season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so here's where Natalie has to vamp while I uh, call these things up.
1: So, yeah, Um, the next episode (laughs) will be from season two. Great job.
0: Season two, episode two of Friends is called The One with the Breast Milk. Okay. The One with the Breast Milk. Well, okay. It has got to have to do with Carol, mm-hmm. right?
1: Sounds reasonable.
0: Who else would have breast milk? So, what is happening? I'm going to say um, Ross brings some of Carol's breast milk into Monica and Rachel's apartment. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to say uh, you got a vamp again.
1: Okay, so. I remember this episode, oh, but I'm not going to give you any hints. Okay. To how right or wrong you are.
0: Um. Ross brings some totes. of Carol's.
1: Totes some bee milk. <laughs>
0: okay, hold on. Ross totes some of Carol's bee milk. Bee milk. In into. Uh, Rach and Mons uh what do you say?
1: Digs. <laughs> crib? <laughs> crib? Yeah. Oh
0: that's the like breast uh, yeah. milk for yeah, yeah, cri- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay okay let's go with crib. Okay. Alright. Season so,
1: 2 episode 2 of How I Met Your Mother.
0: How I Met Your Mother season 2 episode 2. It's called The Scorpion and the Toad. Oof. Now, do you know what that is? Uh, do you know the reference to that famous uh, the parable or whatever about the scorpion and the toad?
1: I don't.
0: So there's a, um, a scorpion and a toad on the side of a river, right? And the scorpion says, I need to get to the other side of the river. Let me ride on your back to the toad. And the toad says, I'm not going to do that. You're going to sting me. And the scorpion says, I wouldn't do that if I sting you while you're carrying me across... We'll both drown and die. And the toad says, "Okay, okay, you, you convince me. We'll do it." So, the scorpion gets on the toad's back. They're swimming. They get halfway across the river, and the scorpion stings the toad. And they're the toad, you know, dying and drowning. They're both drowning. And she says, and he says, "Like, why would you do that? You knew we're both going to die now." And the scorpion says, "You knew I was a scorpion." Okay. So that's the story of the scorpion and the toad.
1: Okay, so it's like a. Um Mutual destruction pact.
0: I think it's more about, like...
1: We're going down together.
0: No, it's more about, like, if you know someone is who they are... Yes. Don't expect they're going to change just because right. they say they are.
1: Right. Yes. Um, okay. So, this episode is going to be about... The scorpion is going to be Barney. And the toad is going to be Ted. I think maybe Barney will mm, try to sabotage Ted's relationship with Robin. With Robin.
0: Okay. Okay, I'm going to say
1: Barney equals Scorp. Ted equals
0: Ted. Um, Okay, hold on. (laughs) I have Barney Scorp's out.
1: Barney Scorp's out.
0: Ted totally gets stung by him.
1: Good one. Good (laughs) one.
0: All right. all right well we did it we talked about season two episode one of both friends and how i met your mother uh you can find this episode. i mean you know where you can find this podcast you're listening to it but uh if you want to comment on this podcast you can do so at battleshipretention.com. you can email me at david battleship battleshipretention.com, or preferably the in one way you can get a, a hold of us, is to email us yeah. at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. Yes. Go ahead and uh, send us uh, a, a note there. Check, but do check out com. That's where my movie reviews and my other podcasts and stuff are. And follow me on Twitter at Davey Pretension. Now, you've had four months to think about it. Where do you want people to find you on the internet?
1: I don't, but okay. I want <laughs> people to rate and review and tell your friends if you like this podcast.
0: Oh, yeah, I like to tell your friends... Uh, uh, element. Yeah. Yeah, you tell two friends, and then and she tells tell two friends, friend? and then she tells two friends. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right, well. Uh,
1: Until next time, see you at the Burbank Airport. <laughs> <laughs>